Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen. How many love Jesus this morning? Amen. Can we give God praise together this morning? Amen. Give God praise. I'm on all your praise, God. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you will do in this week. I so appreciate the song that we sang this morning. There's power in the name of Jesus. How many still believe it in 2021? Amen. That there's power. Resurrection power is what is inside of you. And how many know resurrection power looks for things that are dead? I want to tell you this week, I'm believing God for a supernatural revival, amen, in many different areas and parts of our lives, and I got to say that I am absolutely grateful for this opportunity to be, to be able to come uh, to Tucson, Arizona to uh, minister the gospel. You know, I remember my older brother, Louis, Pastor Garrett, you can see whose side he's on. No hard feelings, but I can remember my older brother, Louie, he said, yeah, Pastor Garrett, Pastor Warner asked me to come and do a revival in Tucson. And I'm like, Lou, that's huge. Man, I'd die if they ever asked me. Well, that was a lie because I'm here and still breathing. Amen. Thank God for that. You know, as a church kid, you always hear that Sin will take you deeper than you wanted to go and cost more than you're willing to pay. How many ever heard that before? Can I tell you with God, God will take you higher than you ever dreamed of and give you more than you've ever expected. And I got to tell you, I'm a living testimony, amen, of what God can do and God can move. But I want to say that I'm very grateful to be here for the invitation, Pastor Garrett, Amen, Pastor Warner, so very grateful. Not only that, but I am absolutely grateful for this church. If you'll just give me a couple of minutes to to ramble on, very grateful for the Tucson Church, the ministry that this congregation is cultivated to absolutely be a blessing to our fellowship, I got to tell you, is powerful. I thank God for all that God has done. Amen. The pastors, the leaders, the evangelists from Tucson is so powerful. I can remember as a boy, Pastor Alvin would come and do revivals, you know, and and I was captivated. He would sit in the prayer room and he would sing his prayers and, and I'm like, my goodness, and then his sermons and now all of me and my brother every once in a while in the prayer room, we're singing. You know, Pastor Alvin, he makes you absolutely feel super cool and like family. My father gave me a nickname, Joe Padee. Pastor Alvin makes cool things even cooler. He gave my nickname a nickname and calls me a Joppa, Joppa. Conference Joppa, when you come to Tucson, just have a blast, man. Have, have fun, Joppa. I can remember... Uh, 
A word that I got from evangelist Jerry Fussell gave me a word as a young teenager that there are dual gifts working inside of you. You have the gift of an evangelist and to pastor and to understand. I'll share more of my testimony this week. But it was at that stage in my life, I wanted nothing to do with the stage microphone and lights. I was insecure, I was shy, I would run away from the stage, but God used him to speak something into me to give me a picture of what God's future was for in my life, that if I would run after, if I would embrace it, God could move. Arnold Schwarzenegger said that when he was a skinny kid, I was getting picked on all the time, so I took a picture of a bodybuilder, hung it on my wall, and I lived myself into the picture. I want to tell you this week, God's going to give out some pictures. God's going to speak personally to you. I know this is a very large group this morning, even those that are watching online, but I absolutely believe that in the preaching and the ministering of God's word, that God begins to give us pictures of what he has in store for our lives. And it was evangelist Jerry Fussell that gave me this picture and Josh, if you will run after God, if you will embrace what God wants to do, I'm standing here today pastoring and doing a revival in Tucson. Thank God for that. Can we give God praise? So grateful to be here, grateful for this church, amen, and the wonderful investment that it's even personally had. In my own life. If you have your Bibles this morning, Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. Exodus 15, verse 22. I can tell you I'm encouraged this morning. I started getting text messages at 6 a.m. this morning. You're going to do great. But my older brother, hey, don't trip on your way to the pulpit. I'm encouraged. My little brother, Jonathan, pastoring in Denton, he says, Josh, just tell him that the younger brother is the most powerful preacher. And so I got to say that I stand encouraged to speak to you this morning and all this week. I want to preach a sermon I've titled, Bitter or Better. Bitter or Better. Better is to make more complete or perfect. Bitter is not sweet or marked by cynicism or rancor because I'm not that smart. How many have to look up the definition of the definition? Cynicism, not trusting, doubtful, negative thinking, weariness. Rancor is spite, anger, or even becoming venomous. Listen, no one ever wants this to be inside, but it doesn't matter who you are, what age you are, life has a way of giving twists and turns. Life has a way of ups and downs. And so I want to minister, and I absolutely agree with Pastor Garrett this morning. There's a spirit of deliverance this morning. God is going to move, amen, physical bodies, spiritual. God is going to move and bless us. Let's go, bitter or better. Before we read our scripture, please look over and tell somebody it wasn't for you. I'd be the most good-looking person in the room. Amen, come on, tell somebody if it wasn't for you, I would be the best-looking person 
in the room. Exodus chapter 15, (laughs) verse 22. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. This is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, what are we to drink? Here they are three days without water. Can I tell you, the wilderness has a way of bringing who you are inside out. You never truly know a person until they come to a place like Mara. The Bible says the people begin to speak bad about Moses. The people begin to cry out to Moses. Thank God for Moses. Moses was different because Moses cried out to God. Listen, it matters who you cry out to in the wilderness. It matters what you say in the wilderness, in your difficulty. Can I ask you this morning, where do you go? At Mara, what are your words? And possibly even more important, what ears do you put those words into? You know, now that I'm older in the ministry, and I can say that, because I didn't make one young people call it conference. Conference, Pastor Richard Ruby said, hey, everybody, 33, you know, he's, he's giving a call, all the young people, young people, you know, tears in my eyes, and I'm on the edge of my chair, ready to stand, ready to stand up for the call, and 33 and under, you can stand. My, my goodness, my wife punches me on the way that she stands. <laughs> Pastor Ray Ruby, 30 and under. So I can say, older in the ministry now, I had a little bit of a moment of Mara at conference, knowing I'm not in the young group anymore. But I look at my parents' ministry. My father's been in the ministry for over 40 years, and there are many times that he was brought to Mara. You know, many people don't know, but in the first church that he took over, Socorro, New Mexico, it was there that my wife, my, my wife, my mother, she got pregnant again. They already had my older brother, Louie. They're pioneering. They're doing something for God, believing God to move. She gets pregnant. You know how it is. It's the phone calls to friends and family. It's the excitement. The baby's born, and after a day old, the baby gets sick and passes away. There are times that I can look into their ministry. But what I want to tell you this morning is I cannot tell you one time growing up that I ever heard the words of Mara from the mouth of my parents. I believe that's today why all of us children are in the ministry and love the ministry because there was never Mara spoken about. Our words matter and possibly even more importantly whose ears they enter Matter. Verse 25, the Bible says, Then Moses cried out to the Lord, 
And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it in the water and that water became sweet there. The Lord made a decree and a law for them. And there is where he tested them. Listen, they're traveling in the desert three days and no water. The desert plus no water equals a living hell. Pastor Warner on the podcast says Tucson has two seasons, hot and beautiful. I grew up in Bullhead. We have four seasons. It's hot, 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 and windy. I got to tell you, I understand what it is to be in the summertime of the desert. Listen, it's hot. And I can see the people as they're walking with no, no water and they're desperate and they see a pool of water. They begin to grab their friends, begin to grab their children. Water, water, running to the water, ready to do a cannonball. No water for three days. Everyone is excited for breakthrough. And they get to the water and it's bitter. They get to the water and it's undrinkable. Your problem is already bad and then it gets worse. Breakthrough is right there. And then, yeah, 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 no. They found water, but it was like an evil joke. The sick man or woman that goes to the doctor and receives the opposite answer you were praying for. The single girl of your dreams this conference and next conference, she's married. You buy a house, but then the company you work for closes down. Famous woman in the Bible named Naomi, she says, don't call me beautiful, call me Mara, call me bitter. I've been through some things. Matter of fact, I've been through so many things that is, has made me bitter and I am publicly announcing my bitterness. Bitterness is when you're not looking forward to anything in life anymore. All hope is gone. Even the light in the tunnel has gone away. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be with friends. Everything is wrong with everything. And these people begin to cry out in our scripture. And it was God that looked down. Can I tell you? God didn't respond to the hot sun. God didn't respond to the bitter waters, but it is God that responds to the cry of his people. Can I tell you this morning, what softens the heart of God is the cry of his people. Can this week be a cry out to God? God, we need you to move. God, I need healing in my body. God, this relationship, I need a miracle of reconciliation. God, spiritually... I need you. I pray this week of revival, it starts with the church people that will get broken before God. Job said, I cried out to God and he delivered me. Jonah said, I cried out in the belly of the fish and the Lord delivered me. 
name. Three Hebrew teenagers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they cried out in the fire, and Jesus met them. When the devil says you're not going to make it, When the enemy of your soul says that you are going to die in the wilderness, listen, there is one thing that we can all do if you believe the song that you sang this morning, that there is power inside of me. We can cry out to Jesus. Cry out unto the Lord. The people cried. Listen to me. God brought them to a pool of water. Praise God. For the pool of water. But the water was bitter. Well, I thought in God we just go higher and higher. I thought in God things begin to get better and better. I came to church, didn't I? I thought God only leads us to good places. But it is in your Bible that says he led them there to test them. Life will give you some bitter water. Can we just all agree? Life will give you some bitter water. Jesus says in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. When your dream stumbles, bitter water. Family disappoints you. Bitter water. The prayer of breakthrough doesn't come and it seems like everything is being lost. Bitter water. Broken promises. Betrayal in marriage. Bitter water. Your friends. Broken faith and trust. Bitter water. You know, it's shockingly quick how we can go from water of rejoicing to bitter water. The Bible was just talking. As I said before, look, there's water. There's water. Let's go. They're singing. They're rejoicing. They're dancing. Just like that. They come to bitter water. You know, it's in the middle of this that God shows them a tree how many know that God always has an answer I can't help but think growing up in the desert trees are not there by accident In Bullhead City, if you plant a tree, it's because you had a purpose or a desire for that tree. Someone put that tree there for a reason. God allowed a tree to be there because he knew that he would use this one day when a bunch of bitter people came to him. It was going to be the answer to the bitterness. It's going to be the answer to the problem. Before one of those people ever had a taste of one drop of bitter water, listen, Christ already had an answer. Before you go back home, listen to me, the tree is already there. Before you see that family member, the tree is already there. 
Before the bad doctor's report, the tree is already there. Before the child got sick, the tree is already there. Listen, God's tools for deliverance are already there. You came in this morning. Pastor Garrett says your family, your marriage... Your mind finances life in itself, whatever it may be. But there's power. Deliverance is already here. Can God open your eyes this morning to your situation and show you that the tree is already there? God's already planned the destination for our enemy, the devil, forever and ever. The answer has already been answered. The right people in the right place at the right time are already there for you. So you can see God's plans lived through you. God's already chosen provision. God has already chosen people. When we come to bitter bitter waters, listen, we can start getting mad at God. We can start throwing questions around. We can start getting a different view of what life is. Please listen to me. The tree is already there. And what God would say is this is a test. Can you trust me? Even when you thought it was going to happen a different way. I've already planted a tree. I already have an answer. If you have tasted bitter water, God says, look around. I've been planning and preparing for this for a long time. Thank God. Thank God. God's saying, this tree took me years to grow. Before you were even in your mother's room, I already knew you. Amazing that God works on things that we do not even know about. God was working the miracle before the problem ever started. I went to China that week of conference. I always tell my father, Dad, anywhere, anything, anytime, I want to just be used by God, anything I can do. Seems like I made a commitment to God to tell my dad that every, my dad's my pastor, and seems like every year that I go, that gets harder and harder to do, but I will still continue. <laughs> and I told my father, it seemed that conference was a little different. It seemed like something was going to happen, and I told my dad, dad, anything, even overseas, whatever, God's call is for my life. I, I want to fulfill the purpose and the call of God. He said, well, son, thank you for your heart. Thank you for, but not at this time. Whew, thank God. <laughs> Thursday morning, I didn't even know. We were still in the tent, and my, my dad goes to Pastor Mitchell, tells him, and then Pastor Mitchell calls Pastor Greg. And before my dad even sat down, Pastor Greg was tapping me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh, whoa. I go into the office and have some conversation. And long story short, they say, what about China? I said, absolutely. I said that because I go to China. 
Jeremiah and Tracy, we planted them after four years of being in China. We sent them out to a city uh, neighboring Suzhou where we were in Wuxi. But when I first met Jeremiah, he was sick, dying in the hospital. His kidneys were at 18, functioning at 18%. I first met him, he was laying in a hospital bed. He was just a skeleton. He was yellow, discolored, weak. I first met his wife, Tracy, and she brings me in and tears are coming down her face looking. And I'm saying, God, we need a miracle. Today, he's pastoring our church. Today, he's powerfully, God is using powerfully his life. Three months ago, they just launched another church. I say this because, listen, if I didn't respond to God that conference, Jeremiah would have passed away because we prayed for him and God healed him. God's timing. It's amazing that God is working things for us that we don't even know about. Jeremiah is seeking the best doctors in the world. And here comes a big white American college degree-less preacher. I want to tell you, the answer is already there. The tree is already there. If you will trust God, he has for whatever situation you're in, he has an answer. The problem is the bitter water can begin to contaminate our lives. You know, that's the plan of the enemy. Wants to contaminate your 2021, 2022. 2023, 24, 25. Our enemy wants you to, as Pastor Alvin would say, stay tore up from the floor up. But listen, it was God that was leading them there. God didn't only lead them there to bless them, but he led them there to this place, not straight to the promised land, but to this place to test them. Will you let this water become your spirit? Will you allow the physical to become spiritual? The problem to become personality? God did lead them there, but listen, he also had the keys to the locked door. I want to say that God did call you, and he still has plans for you. Somebody listening on live stream, listen, God did call you, and he still has plans for you. God knew you would be there. He never leads us to a bitter place to make that place a home. I will test you. I will watch you. God was teaching them something about them comparing themselves to the Egyptians. God told them, I won't put none of those diseases on you that I put on them. I am the Lord that heals you. Think about the context of this story as they're at bitter water. God shows up and says, I'll heal you. Can I tell you, listen, we don't just need deliverance in our physical body. There are some spiritual sickness that we need the power of God. Life has its ways. To plant, 
anger. Life has its ways to build bitterness. Place that we're seeking revenge. Corey Rickerel. Anybody know who this is? Praise God, you're all honest. You won't know who this is, but at one time, this name would make me cringe inside. It was the one kid at school that seemed like he was there only to expose and announce and magnify my every insecurity. And I got to tell you, there were times inside that I was getting angry. Remember walking down the hall and seeing him come in and purposely stepping into the play and hitting as hard as I can with my shoulder. Don't look at me, church kids grow horns too. But something was happening inside of me. God had to deliver some things. I believe that God heals physical bodies, but I also know we can get emotionally sick. And many times when people are physically sick, sometimes has a connection to their emotions. God tells Moses to get that tree and to throw it in the water. The bitter water becomes sweet. God was working on the people, readying them for the promised land, trying to test them that the bitter places of life would not make them bitter people. We're almost finished. You know, the very next place that God leads them to is a place called Elim. Two verses later, verse 27, the Bible says, Then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water, 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. God never told them to camp at Mara. Mara was a place that you passed through. Mara was a test that I desired you to pass. But now I want you to camp by 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. Listen, when you go through a bitter place, refuse the emotional diseases that try to get on you. Because after that, there is a place with 12 times the blessing and 70 times the covering and shade. Can you say amen? Don't stop in the bitter places. Don't get discouraged. On the other side is 12 times the water. 70 times the shade and protection. Pass the test. Say it, pass the test. Look at somebody and tell them, pass the test. For all of live stream to hear, let's say it, pass the test. Pass the test. Don't stop at the bitter places. Life is meant to keep walking, to keep going. And I'm saying to every family, I'm saying to every marriage, every young person who has ever experienced bitter waters, God wants you to know that if you will not camp there, there is another place. Trust God. You need to get this in your spirit. God... I am not God, you are. God, I am not God, 
you are. God, I am not God. You are. Don't stay at Mara. Don't go to bed again by the pool of Mara in your marriage. Marriage hates pride. Marriage hates selfishness. Well, I'm just going to let him come and apologize first. I'm going to just wait till she breaks down, comes crying, and she really feels the weight of what she did. What is the healing that needs to take place in your life? What is the tree that can be cut down and thrown into the water to be made sweet? Maybe God would say it's your pride. Maybe God would say it's, it's stubbornness, whatever it is. Maybe God would say, just go say sorry. I can remember one night, me and my wife, she's watching on live stream. It was all my fault. It's all my fault, girl. <laughs> no, we were frustrated with each other. We were mad. You know how it is those nights, you know, you're looking this way and, and she's over there on the other edge of the bed. I mean, she can't go another inch without falling off. She's on that side looking that way. You're both acting like you're sleeping, but the truth is you're wide awake and angry. And I'm laying there and I'm telling you, I felt the spirit of God dealing with me. We all deal with pride. We all get stubborn at times. And the Spirit of God gave me the exact words to speak. And so what I did is just to kind of try to get some relief. I learned, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. And then we're right back into our same positions. I didn't do nothing. And God was speaking me to say these exact words. I'm sorry Will you forgive me? I forgive you. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I forgive you. It took a while. And finally, I said those words. Ah, Josh, you okay over there? Ah. And I said those words. A prideless sorry. A stubbornless sorry. And she looked at me with those eyes of Elam. Can I tell you, listen, you do not have to stay at Mara. There is a place called Elam. And in a moment of time, we were drinking smoothies under the seven palm trees, 70 palm trees of Elam. Can I tell you this morning, Elam is awesome. Elam is amazing. I pray to God that my little sermon this morning would take you to Elam in whatever area of your life you need it to. I pray to God for a spirit of repentance, deliverance, whatever it is, your relationship with God. Repentance brings a million times the happiness over our sin. 
and God has brought you to a decision. It's a fight inside, but God knows exactly where you need to go to pass the test. And I encourage you this morning, there is a place called Elam. How many believe that this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed in the presence of God. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. If you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon, subscribe today. It's only $3 a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or $4.99 per month when subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Links are in the show notes. We thank you for joining us on this special preview of the VBPH Sermon Podcast.